Welcome, Bird Gang. Yes, it still stings the day after. On today's show, a first, we're talking about a loss. Eight weeks into the season, and the Cardinals suffered their first defeats of the year. Look, losses are going to happen. We know that. But it's how the loss happened. This close to remaining undefeated. It's Cardinals Cover 2, Episode 487, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins! Here's Craig Grealoux and Mike Jarecki. So my struggle, besides the quick turnaround... The Cardinals did not play a good game on either side of the ball, not to the standard that we and they have been used to. Yet, 15 seconds left, five yards away from winning. This close, as I put my two fingers oh so close together, MJ, to still being able to say you are the only undefeated team in the National Football League. And I'll go furthermore, when you're minus three in the turnover department, I mean, history says you don't have a good chance to win. Yeah, I mean, as bad as uh, things look throughout the course of the game, they still had an opportunity to win, and that, that's what's going to stick in their crawl. You know, it stings. It's, it's, it's disappointing, but, you know, it's a long season, and we knew that they weren't going to go unbeaten. Uh, they went against a good team. Obviously, we talked about the quarterback all week, and yeah, they may not have had all their weapons. But, and Craig, just before we start getting into some of the particulars, this could be the blueprint what teams are going to use against the Cardinals, where you've got Aaron Rodgers. Yes, they don't have their top three receivers, but we talked about Aaron Jones and, and A.J. Dillon and keep Kyler Murray on the sidelines. You know, teams are going for fourth down more. I think that's analytics, but also to keep them on the sidelines. When you have that, time of possession and plays it was overwhelming and 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 I thought the defense you know how much can they do I mean Chandler Jones um you know maybe because of COVID so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt but anyways we'll get into some of the particulars but yeah when you turn the ball over three times and um you're still got a chance to win and 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 this team has been resilient so uh but I definitely think the break comes at a great time because they got to heal up Let me ask you this on that final Packers drive, the ups and downs, the emotions of that drive, as far as taking seven minutes off the clock, you thought that they had scored and that would have put the Cardinals down 10, yet there's that fourth down stop, huge props to Devon Kennard for batting that ball down as Aaron Rodgers tried to throw it for a touchdown on fourth down, but it's it's that old adage you know is it better to lose if you're going to lose a game how do you want to feel would have been better would we feel better about ourselves and how things went on Thursday night football if that Aaron Jones touchdown had been good it was a touchdown he crossed the goal line and now all of a sudden you're down 10 10. with you know three and a half minutes to go and you know, not great odds, or is it better to be in that position and ride that roller coaster? You get the fourth down stop, a huge third and 10 converted by A.J. Green. You're marching for a 99-yard go-ahead score, win the ball game, 8-0. 
yet the crushing way that just you said it's such deflating and that's that's my struggle here again because you're right when you're minus three in turnovers you have no business winning that football game zero yet i can't get that play out of my head it's the 55th of 55 offensive plays the cardinals ran and the fact that there was miscommunication between quarterback and wide receiver there has to be more than that I don't know if we'll ever find out between Kyler Murray and AJ Green but it just the way that game ended it's it bothers me and it's still going to bother me I take the latter you have a chance to win you go down by 10 all of a sudden you know uh, Packers would have started celebrating and Cardinals would have been in uh, you know four minute offense and you know and they were going to hit Murray uh, I, the fact that they had the ball in their hands and a chance to win, and I'm glad they didn't go for a field goal because these guys have taken a beating. I mean, that was a physical game considering they just played a few days ago. All right, so it's second and goal, uh, 15 seconds left. They can't run the ball because they, they're out of timeouts. I mean, yeah, you can, you can try, uh, you know, maybe a read option, but the, the idea was you'd have a couple plays here. The problem I have is – AJ Green needs to turn around. That's that's my issue right there. Um, people think he was blocking. It's no, that was a back shoulder fade call. That they do, they work on that in practice every day. So, and and again, um, AJ Green earlier in that drive, when he caught the ball, he just went down. Like he could have had a couple, he could have got a couple more yards. Um, but yeah, no, that 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 was a back shoulder fade call, and you have to come back to the ball. You have to turn. Just turn around. That's you're not going to get that call. And there's, I mean, you can see that uh, Rasil Douglas did have his arms on him, but they're, they're, and I appreciate the officials not making that call at that point. I really do, because let them play. That's that's where I'm at at that point. Let the let the players decide the outcome. Uh, but AJ Green's a veteran guy, and now if that was Rondell Moore, rookie mistake. Obviously, he didn't play well. But that's A.J. Green, he, you know, and the fact that he has played in playoff games, and that was a playoff atmosphere last night at State Farm Stadium. That, King, I mean, go ahead. Kingsbury called it a safe throw, and it was an audible, a check at the line of scrimmage. You break the huddle. Kyler Murray saw zero coverage, one-on-one on the outside, and A.J. Green against Rasul Douglas, absolutely. You're going to go that direction 10 times out of 10. So the play was correct. But the miscommunication at the line of scrimmage, the green not hear the check, did not hear the audible, did not run the right route, did something different because you're right. That's fair. All he has to do is turn around because he'll have the leverage. He has position on the DB and he's bigger, he's stronger. And the pass, he would turn around and would have the easiest catch of his game last night. That's me without having seen it play out but it, it, it just I don't know no, I'll get no, over it but it's just not happening right now no no and I think that's fair did he did he did he get the check because it was zero coverage that that is totally fair because for for somebody out there thinking he was blocking you're not blocking right there I mean you got to turn around no I mean you know obviously the locker room's not open he wasn't available so I who knows when we're going to get a chance to find out. Cliff talks to the media this afternoon. So, I mean, but they're, you know, nobody's going to throw anybody under the bus. I mean, this is just a team and you win as a losing team. And again, um, but the fact that they had an opportunity at the very end, 94 yard 
try. I mean, it was they put themselves in position to to win the game. Uh, so it's just it's just like I said, it's it, I really enjoyed the atmosphere. We knew Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, early on they didn't have a first down in their first two possessions. Um, his numbers weren't great, but as the game went on, he started to pick apart the defense. But uh, the fact that, you know, Randall Cobb had three catches, 15 yards, and two touchdowns, it looks like there was a little miscommunication between him and Byron Murphy. Um, and it's going to happen. Uh, but uh, clearly, they need Rodney Hudson back. And hopefully, he is back next week when the Cardinals travel to San Francisco. But let's get into the nuts okay. and bolts. Again, final score 24 21. Cardinals lose to the Packers at State Farm Stadium, the first primetime game for the Cardinals here in 2021. It is Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. And offensively, as Kyler Murray said post game, quote, we definitely didn't play up to our capabilities, end quote. 21 points, not enough when the standard is 30. 334 yards of total offense, you know, th that that's fine. But it's the 55 plays, 17 fewer than the Green Bay Packers. And I know time of possession certainly is not what it once was because you can have very few minutes of possession and still win a ball game but to your point the cardinals had a season low 22 minutes and 25 seconds of time of possession 15 minutes fewer than the green bay packers and that goes back to your point that aaron Rodgers and that packers offense was the best defense against kyla murray and the cardinals offense yes exactly and when you when you look at it, it, it the cardinals were up seven nothing right and they in until the third possession and they had time of possession but the cardinals were still leading you know so it's what you do with the ball but the fact that they held the ball that much to keep kyler murray on the sidelines and to continue to run the football and and they were very efficient on third down and fourth down cardinals couldn't get them off the field now they made the big stop obviously otherwise the game would have been a 10-point game and it would have been over but um and it was again, Rogers. It's 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 awesome to watch him in person. It is fun if you can take yourself out of the moment and just be a fan, regardless of Cardinals or Packers. Yeah, right. And he is, and I think it was Jordan Hicks post game mentioning that there were several plays, maybe, and it wasn't a percentage that he gave, but maybe I'm just thinking out out, out loud myself. You know, 80, 85 percent when Rogers got to the line of scrimmage, he was checking to another play. And he was always, it seemed, one step ahead of the Cardinals and Vance Joseph. And the Cardinals knew it. And, and, that, and that, they knew what they were getting themselves into because if you have a quarterback and you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, you always have a chance regardless of no Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, whomever else they were missing. I, I, you know, that means nothing. Aaron Rodgers, he had a great game despite what his individual numbers look like. Yeah. And, and, and the fact is that when you, when you get to that point in, in the game, um, you know, I was, I was thinking maybe if, if they did have those receivers, maybe they don't try to run the football that much. I mean, it's, it's a balance there, but you got to give Matt LaFleur and you got to give the, uh, you know, Jerry Gray, who is calling the plays on defense, their, their, their whole game plan was to plaster Kyler Murray, keep him in the pocket, 
and then try to eliminate the deep ball. And, you know, it was interesting. We talk about how many weapons this team has. And when DeAndre Hopkins wasn't on the field, it kind of got stalled. And, uh, you know, he, we, he, I give him credit for trying to play through it. Clearly, he didn't practice, which he doesn't do a lot of. But he had the hamstring injury. But it's interesting. Besides that big play, uh, I was surprised based on all the weapons they have. And in addition to Zach Ertz, they weren't able to kind of move the ball down the field. Kingsbury did not sound very happy when asked about Hopkins, and it certainly sounds like Hopkins checked himself into the game there in the second half. They wanted, according to Kingsbury, Hopkins off the field to rest and understand that there are games in November, December. Think long-term, not short-term, but that's the competitor in DeAndre Hopkins and understanding the offense wasn't moving the football, but he was off the field for more than 30 minutes of action. ESPN's Josh Weinfuss had this in his story that during those 30 minutes between that 55-yard catch, it should have been a touchdown, but he got called for a face mask. From that point to when he returned in the third quarter, 22 plays the Cardinals ran for just 54 yards. And that says a lot about what Hopkins means to this offense even if he isn't targeted or a part of a particular play, just his presence on the field yep. is felt. And without him, the Cardinals could not do much of anything between the second and third quarter. Yeah, and you, you, you had a great stat this morning that you shared with me. And we, Vance put so much emphasis on first and second down. And they were averaging, according to, uh, to your uh, research, 4.5 yards on first down. Yeah, the Packers offensively. Now, all of a sudden, that's manageable, right? Now you're in second and six. Now, you, you know, third and two, and you can do things. And we know, you know, Rodgers is smart enough. The fact That's interesting that he was checking out a play. So it was basically a chess match between him and Vance, what the call was, and then the Cardinals had to adjust. Because there were a lot of times you would see Jordan Hicks, put, put you know, tap on the defensive lineman, get in that gap. Um, you know, so you could see that it was a chess match. And, again, I think we know at this point in time, Rodgers has seen everything in the NFL, and that's when it comes to his football IQ. The Cardinals lost that chess match. Vance Joseph lost that chess match. Jordan Hicks mentioned post-game that the Packers didn't do anything that they weren't expecting. They figured they were going to get a heavy dose of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon running the football because they didn't have their offensive weapons. And it was poor tackling, not getting off your blocks, and a lot of runs between the tackles, credit the Packers offensive line, and you can know what's going to happen, but it's up to you as a defense to stop it. They weren't able to as far as stopping the run. And let's go back to your first key on our previous show on Wednesday ahead of that game. Make the Packers one-dimensional. That wasn't the case. The Packers were able to run the football for 151 yards and keep the defense on its toes. Yeah, and then, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's, he's got a couple touchdown passes. I mean, even their tight ends were involved in the offense. I mean, you know, even though Mercedes Lewis didn't get his feet down in the end zone, but their, their tight ends caught a few passes. Um, you know, it looks like one may be hurt. But, yeah, the way I look at it, and I couldn't agree more with you, that was the first game where the poor tackling led to getting to the second level. And we talk about that all the time, you know. Gang tackles. We talked about Dylan, uh, the shows we did, just about his lower extremities. That guy's powerful. 
And then we talked about Aaron Jones in the passing game. I mean, he he's, he's up there when it comes to receptions, even though they do have Devontae Adams. So, yeah, the tackling was not on not on cue. Is, is that because you have a short week? But, again, it's for both teams. So I, it, I have a hard time saying, well, they didn't, couldn't have tempo. I mean, I, I thought the Cardinals had a slight advantage once the game starts. You know, being the home team, you would think, but – Again, you're going against Aaron Rodgers, and you got to give Matt Lafleur that was a great game plan. And defensively, they did exactly what they wanted to do with Kyler Murray. Defensively, as far as stopping the run, we've talked about it a lot, and the Cardinals have been hit or miss as far as stopping the run this season. You look at Derrick Henry, very successful, but Dalvin Cook averaged almost six yards a carry. James Robinson, almost six yards a carry. Daryl Henderson, six and a half yards a carry. Cardinals were able to win those games because they made the opponent one-dimensional. If you force your opponent to throw the football because they're trailing or down multiple scores, then that takes away half the playbook. Packers had their entire playbook at their disposal because the Cardinals couldn't stop the run. And then what you mentioned as far as what the Packers were able to do on first down, four and a half yards a play on first down all of a sudden at second down you can do whatever you want and we i can't remember how we got into this conversation with drew stanton on cardinal talk but we asked about you know third down and what he thought third and manageable is and he mentioned third and six or fewer all right well packers were six of 14 on third down but 13 of those 14 third downs were six or fewer yards they're only third and long mj was the end of the first half third and Mm -hmm. 12 that's it so it goes back to the defense not winning on first down and not stopping the run for that entire ball game and 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 another thing um you know when the cardinals were winning uh, they were scoring 30 points and and you know right now 17 against the the 49ers and then 21 last night and, and that's been the biggest difference where if they were able to give up somebody's long drives they would be able to counter and they weren't able to counter toe to toe, and that uh, and that that's the that's the key is whether the defense was getting gashed uh, and teams were getting 12, 14 play drives. The Cardinals' offense with complementary football would come back and score points. They did not go toe to toe with that last night. No, we saw a little of it in the second half, but yeah. you know the first half and only having the score on their second possession. And again, you go back to the missed possession. I mean, Cardinals offense had eight possessions, but minus one because of the muff punt. And look, you're gonna turn the ball over, you're gonna have mistakes, but if you're Rondell Moore, if there is even the slightest doubt in your mind, you know what, maybe I did touch that, you gotta go after that football and try to make sure you maintain possession, even though you'll be backed up on your own end. But you gave the Packers first and goal at the three-yard line. Now, the defense forced a field goal, but that's asking a lot of your defense. You have to be able to get that ball. He's the only guy in the stadium that knew he touched it. Jump on the ball. He's the only guy that knew besides the replay. Now, I will say in the second half, the Cardinals did have some nice drives, and I thought it took a little pressure off the defense because they were on the field a ton in the first half. I want to say a 10 or 11. Uh, maybe a, a 12 play drive. So they, they were able to kind of shorten the game a little bit to where to give your defense a break, a breather, I should say. 
that, and that was maybe not the first, but I know there were a couple possessions where I thought they're getting some momentum. They're starting to get a little bit of, you know, you, you, as a play caller, you want to be one one play ahead. And I thought they were getting that uh, by with running the football and then utilizing the play action. So that, to me, was giving the t- defensive breather. A couple of those drives in the second half. Well, both of those scoring drives that you're alluding to, the 12-play, 81-yard James Conner, two-yard touchdown run, 11-play, 75-yard drive. James Conner, nine-yard touchdown run. Both of those drives, yeah, you answered a Packers score, but you're trailing by 10 points. You right. scored to pull to within three, always playing catch-up. And yeah, it, almost, it almost felt like the offense, when they knew their back were against the wall, they were able to ramp things up and play a lot more in rhythm. We didn't see that rhythm in the first half offensively. And I know we had a caller on Cardinal talk about, you know, a slow start and I kind of pushed back like, look, they were up seven, nothing at the first quarter, but it goes back to Cliff Kingsbury last week against the Houston Texans, where he said he felt disconnected. And as a play caller, he always says, you know, I need to call better plays, get more in rhythm. Well, it's, Play call or execution, you take your pick. Mm-hmm. It's not one or the other. It's kind of a combination of both. But when you get into a rhythm, and I don't think that offense got into a rhythm into the second half. I couldn't agree more. And and that's why I give the uh, Jerry Gray, who is filling in for Joe Wood, um, he did a good job. And the whole idea is that they wanted to keep Kyler in the pocket and they were going to hit him. And, you know, um, again, getting to Kyler, he's taking too many hits. And, and that's why this break's going to come at a good time and they get back on the practice field. But, um, you know, I think Rodney Hudson's trending in the right direction. And then, you know, we'll see what happens at right guard. If, 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 if Max uh, Garcia is dealing with an Achilles injury or temporary, I mean, is Justin Murray ready? I mean, Josh Jones has given up too many pressures. Uh, I, I mean, I trust, I trust Sean Coogler. I'm sure he's not happy what happened last night. Um, but again, this is not going to derail their season. Uh, you know, you, they weren't going to go unbeaten. And now all of a sudden you don't have to worry about, oh, the only beaten, unbeaten team in the league. Uh, clearly the N- NFC is loaded with teams with one loss records. We can look at the division leaders are probably going to be finished like this, Dallas, Green Bay, and Tampa. And then if the Cardinals take care of their business, they can win the division. So, um, you got to win the games you're supposed to, and you start looking at the schedule. You know they go to they go to San Francisco and then their host home against Carolina. I anticipate Russell Wilson will be back, but you got the Lions there, you got the Bears. So you know as you pointed out earlier before the show, you you finish five hundred down the stretch, you're going to have a good uh, win loss record. But you want to be playing your best football in the month of December, and that's where you have to have a defense that can travel regardless of your seed, and you got to be able to run the football and. You know, but Kyler Murray, and this has happened a couple years in a row, though, in that second half of the season, they got to keep him upright. Way to bring me back down to earth and calm me down a little bit, MJ, because <laughs> Bird Gang, you don't want to lose sight of the big picture here. And the big picture, as much as Thursday night was a punch in the gut, Cardinals are 7-1. and one. You're still right there with everyone else. There are five teams in the NFC that have one loss this season. We'll see what happens over the weekend. But Cardinals, Rams, Packers, Buccaneers, and Cowboys. You got two teams in the NFC West and the rest of the division winners 
or leaders. Those are your five teams, and the Cardinals are a playoff team. You've got nine games left. You go five and four, you win 12 ball games. And no one's going to say that or think about it or want that to happen because now it's how do you respond? But the Cardinals have put themselves in position to where they can sustain a loss like Thursday night. Exactly. Again, it's, it's, it's disappointing. It stings. You want to be unbeaten. But when we look back at this, I don't never thought the team would get ahead of themselves. But now they got to figure out, you know, we got we, we got competition in the NFC. And you have to win the games you're supposed to. And you can't go on losing streaks. You can't lose two in a row. Um, and, as, and this team is – they're going to be motivated. So when we look back at the season, it may not be the worst thing, considering they turned the ball over three times. They really didn't play their best football. They didn't score like they have. They didn't put up the yardage. They didn't convert on third down. And they still had a chance to win. So that's got to be a little encouraging. I know it's a loss, but when we look back, uh, we're not going to say, well, I'd rather have them take a loss now then all of a sudden you get to 14 and 0 and then things start to go sideways and then they they're they're catching their tail and teams are just you know we know how to uh, um, prevent Kyler Murray from being uh, the dynamic player he is so when we look back hopefully this is let's get back to the basics let's clean some things up and let's get let's get rolling again let's start stacking wins and I think that's the mindset well you look the Cardinals nearly pulled out a win in a game that they probably didn't deserve to win. How about week two against the Vikings? They won a game in which they got lucky. A kick at the end of the ball game is missed and the Cardinals pull out a 34-33 win. So maybe week two, week eight, that's a wash. And after eight weeks, you're good seven point. and one and you gotta feel good about it. Yet at the same time, I understand the day after, it doesn't feel good. It sucks. It yes. sucks. Now, and, and the thing is that, you know, the way they, they, they've they earned the right. I mean, like I said, they're a good team. This shouldn't derail people's opinion about the Arizona Cardinals. They faced a really good Packers team. The Packers were in the NFC Championship game last year. You went against the MVP. Yeah, every team has injuries, and I, and I don't want to. I don't want to talk about injuries because everyone has them. Sometimes it's it's worse at certain positions, but you're gonna have to overcome injuries. And we always talk about if you're playing late in the year, it's because you've been healthy at certain positions. Yes, next man up. You know, people will say, "Well, the Cardinals had a third string center in there." You think he's the third only third guy a string player in the NFL playing? No, that's not the case. So, so I'm not gonna use injuries as an excuse. It's unfortunate. Um, but again, I think getting Rodney Hudson back will calm, calm things down. But I like what you said. They, they should have lost in week two. Again, they couldn't control the Minnesota kicker missing. And here they had a chance. But at the end of the day, the, Viking, uh, the Packers were a better team last night. Cardinals cover two presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals lose on Thursday night football, 24-21. I haven't even bothered to read or listen to what the national perspective, the national narrative is. I, well, I'll be honest with you, Bird Gang, I really don't care. I know what this team is capable of doing, and that is certainly winning ball games and beating quality opponents. Packers, yes, they were missing some key pieces, but that is a quality opponent that you went toe-to-toe with, yet did not play your best. All right, Craig, also uh, the trade deadline's coming up next week. 
And I don't think the Cardinals are going to be active. Um, I think they feel comfortable. Unfortunately, the situation with J.J. Watt, uh, they're hoping to get Corey Peters back, Rashard Lawrence. They like their rotation there. I think Josh Morrill's a guy that can be a rotation guy. You know, I don't know if there's a guard out there that not a trade. Maybe you look at a guy to bring in, but this this offensive line, they got to figure out that right guard spot. And, again, we'll see the availability Garcia, Murray, and then, you know, you know, Josh Jones is going to have to play better. So, but that's that right now. Again, I don't see them making a trade to go out and get a pass rusher or a defensive tackle. I mean, they're they're up against the cap, and I know you can find ways to do that. But they feel comfortable. My impression talking to people yesterday, they feel comfortable with the D line without JJ Watt. Now, are they going to miss JJ Watt? Yes. Uh, from a leadership standpoint, I'm glad he was on the sidelines as an extra coach. He helps those young guys out. Uh, but the only the only area I would look at now is guard. But is that guy on the roster, or are they just going to try to piecemeal this until they figure out who's the best option? And, and I think Garcia would be the best option now, but I just don't know the severity of the Achilles. A couple of points here. I'm glad you brought it up. Tuesday, November 2nd is the NFL trade deadline. And for everyone that says, yeah, general manager Steve Kimes got to go out and find someone to replace J.J. Watt, a couple of issues to that. One, there is no one you can find to replace J.J. Watt. It's impossible. Two, tell me who you want. Three, tell me how much it's going to cost. And then four, tell me what it's going to take to get him under the salary cap. Because, yeah, you can always find money, but it becomes difficult. And there are dollars that you have to kind of maneuver and massage to order in order to make a trade happen. So um, I'm sure they'll look, but I'll go back to let's have – Corey Peters return. He's missed three games now because he's been on the reserve COVID-19 list. Get Richard Lawrence back. He's missed two games because of a calf injury. And then maybe Josh Morrill becomes that guy that you add permanently as far as a rotation guy. But guys are going to have to step up. Jordan Phillips is going to have to keep playing well from that inside position more and be that guy that the Cardinals went out in free agency and signed to a large contract. Be that guy, be worth, be, play to what you're worth or what you're being paid. So for him, for me, that's that's number one as far as that defensive line is Jordan Phillips needs to be Jordan Phillips. Yes, and and, and, and listen, he's he's active. Um, you know, he's, he's sticking his nose in there. I, I, I like the way, he, I like his size. He can deflect uh, footballs. Zach Allen's another guy. He's going to get the opportunity. He's been in the shadow of J.J. Watt. Zach Allen's going to get more playing time. They're going to get that rotation. And Richard Lawrence was playing well until he got hurt. So that's the reason. And at the end of the day, this isn't fantasy football. Steve Keim has spoiled um, Cardinal fans, and rightfully so. That's his job, going out and getting Marcus Golden when Chandler went down, going out and getting Zach Ertz. But at the end of the day, pretty much this is the 99% of the guys we see on the roster. This is the team you're going to see for the rest of the season. I mean, you just can't – it's not fantasy football, and people just ain't go, go out and get someone. Well – it's not as easy as you think. And I don't, and I understand the fan base. They want to win and they feel like, but what's behind door number two? There's, you mentioned four different things that would have to have some effect. And they like the guys they have. They really do. That doesn't mean they won't bring in someone, but I just don't see them making a trade. Now, on the opposite side, as far as the offensive line, your questions about Josh Jones, he gave up. Another sack. It happened early in the third quarter. In fact, on that opening possession of the third quarter, 
And now you're wondering, all right, is Rodney Hudson coming back? When he does come back, what does that mean? Is Max Garcia able to slide to guard? What's the update on Justin Murray, who's been on IR with a back issue? Or is there someone else? Those are questions that are being discussed and will continue to be discussed over the next several days leading into next week and that trip to San Francisco. I do want to mention that Sean Harlow pressed into duty his first significant time playing center in game situations. I only saw one bad snap, and it nearly derailed the entire final drive. How, but I only how, saw one bad snap. What was that, 12 or 13 or 18 yards? That, it was a minus eight, I believe, on the fumble. And, and the Cardinals end up getting their first down, correct? Correct. Yeah, so, yeah. Now, I didn't like the timing of that. True, yeah. <laughs> Things I mean, get magnified later in the ballgame. Yeah, I mean, it happens in the first quarter, but the timing of that. and But I, like I said, it wasn't like he was getting pushed around. And Kenny Clark is one of the better uh, defense and uh, nose tackles in football. Um, yeah, I, I just didn't, the timing of it, and 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 again, it happens. Maybe the ball was wet or something like that. I'm not giving excuses, but if that happens in the first quarter, it's a little bit different. But for the most part, um, I thought he. I don't. I'll look at the grades and uh, you know with a grain of salt. But for the most part, I thought he held. I, he held his own, and just the timing of that snap. But the key is they did get a first down. Yeah, it went second and 18, and that was the yeah. Chase Edmonds 22-yard catch and run all the way down to the Green Bay 18. So they were able to overcome that yeah. mistake. But it's a larger issue as far as that interior of the offensive line, and that is the amount of pressure up the middle and how many times we've seen Kyler Murray have to scramble out of the pocket, backpedal, turn his back, and rotates and roll left or right because he's getting flushed up the middle, not from the outside, but up the middle. And a lot of that is because Rodney Hudson hasn't been in the ball game. So it's Max Garcia, it's Sean Harlow, it's Josh Jones. It's everyone that we, you know, when you have a Rodney Hudson, now all of a sudden you can form that upside down you. We haven't seen that in the last couple of weeks. And according to Kyler Murray, um, he thinks the 49ers have the best defensive front in football. He wasn't, it wasn't a, you know, he didn't mention the Rams. And we know they got outside pass rushers. Fred Warner's a guy that can come up the middle. Eric said, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, in, in Shanahan, you know, uh, I got to assume they're going to roll with Garoppolo. Um, you know, maybe they'll get some players back. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I can see, you know, when it comes to Demeco Ryan's, their defensive coordinator, they're going to try to come up the middle. Uh, and then you got to protect the edges. Again, we need the five-star players to play like five-star players, and that's Chandler Jones. I mean, I'm, I like the, what Kennard did. I like what Golden's doing. Dennis Garda come in there and got a pressure. Um, you know, he, he's, he's a guy that plays with his hair on fire. But in, in Buda Baker, it's one play, miscommunication. It shouldn't be happening at this point in the season, but it does happen. They're human. They're not robots. But they need their five-star players to start playing like it. Let's bottom line it here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, it stings. 24-21, losing to the Green Bay Packers. First loss of the season, and the first loss is always going to hurt more than any other loss, but especially losing in the manner in which the Cardinals did on a final play that should have been a touchdown. Instead, it's an interception. So, Bird Gang, we're going to be okay. I, I, I think, you know, You've talked me through it, MJ. 
some some nice therapy session here on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2. Cardinals are going to be fine, but it's okay to let this one linger for a little while. It's just going into a long break. You would much rather have it going in on a high, but you're going in on a low. Okay, when you're watching the the NFL this weekend, now clearly the, the Packers will be the number one seed because they have the tiebreaker card. Now, Dallas may have to go with a backup quarterback here. We'll see. So maybe some of those teams that have one loss now, they may get their second loss. So we're seven and one. And if you would have told me at the beginning of the year, going into the 49ers game, the Cardinals would be seven and one, sign me up. People had us two and four, five and two after seven games. So it beats the alternative. But again, when you see the standings this weekend and you see all these one loss teams, your, your team is number two overall with nine games to go. And again, one game at a time, that's the approach. Win the games you're supposed to and avoid uh, losing streaks and you will be in the postseason with a nice seed. And hopefully this team maintains its first place standing in the division. You look at what's ahead this weekend. The Rams are on the road at the Texans, their first trip to Houston in eight years. My guess is the Rams will join the Cardinals and be 7-1, and one, yet the Cardinals will be ahead because of the head-to-head tiebreaker. Rams following week, Titans. And the Tennessee Titans are playing much better. It goes back to what you said. Sometimes it's when you play an opponent. Cardinals caught the Titans at a very good time week one, and they're playing some very good football now. Yeah, and they're in their two-team two, uh, race with the Colts. We, obviously, Jacksonville and Houston is not going to be – it's it's interesting, and not to get ahead of ourselves, but it's like if you looked at the wild-card teams possibly in the NFC, I mean, there's a huge drop-off. I mean, Minnesota is still in the mix. I mean – If you've got yeah. three losses right now in the NFC, <laughs> you're, you're – Now, I don't know if we can say the same thing about the 49ers and Seahawks, 49ers this week are on the road at the Bears. Jimmy Garoppolo will get the start. Trey Lance still bothered by an ankle issue that he hurt against the Cardinals. Is it Garoppolo or is it Trey Lance? When the Cardinals come to town at uh, Levi Stadium, who knows? But that's something to pay attention to this weekend. Yeah, I think if you're Kyle Shanahan, I mean, clearly Lance isn't ready. Justin Fields isn't ready. The only guy I think was ready was Mac Jones. And Zach Wilson, obviously, is on the shelf. And it and, and takes time. Just like we had Kyler Murray's first year, you know, it was, it was a struggle. So I, th- I think if you're Kyle Shanahan. Now, if Russell Wilson returns sooner rather than later, I, gotta, I would not throw dirt on them. Now, are they the same team? Uh, maybe not defensively, but they still have weapons. And when he's healthy... Um, you know, T, uh, DK Metcalf and Lockett, and you know, they, they can still move the ball. It's just, you know, their defense may give up some points. So I would not, uh, I would not throw dirt on the Seahawks to say they can't make a run because it's all predicated on their quarterback. Two and five, the Seahawks, they host the Jaguars. That will be an interesting ball game with Geno Smith still under center. And then when the Cardinals do play the Seahawks for the first time, it's November 21st. And it is the game in which Russell Wilson would be eligible to return. Now, does he return? I don't know. But, you know, you don't have your starting quarterback. All bets are off. And that's what's derailed Seattle more than anything is you lose your starter. And that goes for any team across the league. Lose your starter, you lose a chance. And 
right now the Seahawks are uh, are underwater, but if they do get Russell Wilson back, maybe they can climb up and, and get to the surface, if you will. Yeah. So bottom line, Cardinal fans, go look at the standings. You're 7-1. and one. Yes, the tiebreaker goes to the Packers. It's a long season. Um, we know that, you know, uh, the Packers aren't blowing teams out. Now they get some of their weapons back. Maybe it's a different story. Um, I think, as you pointed out last night, the, the thing is you don't want to go to Lambeau, but we'll worry about that down the road. I mean, that's that, those are champagne problems. Well, and it's it, the Cardinals have put themselves in that position for us to have champagne problems and to raise the level of expectations and now start thinking of playoff seedings and tiebreakers and something I did not expect to be talking about week eight, maybe when we got into December, but here we are late October and having those conversations. So it is a credit to those coaches and players that have put the Cardinals in position, even though, again, it. 24-21, MJ. It stings. It stings. <laughs> but it beats the, the – let's say the, the Cardinals were 4-2 and two and they lost last night. Now they're 4-3 they're and three or something. You know, or they, Let's say they were 5-3 uh, and, th- two, two, and three, or Let's just say they were, had a different record and they lost last night. They're 7-1. and one. Yep. They're 7-1. and one, So, yeah, nobody, nobody's happy this morning. Now, I get it, but I, I just wouldn't uh, give up on this team and I uh, – and I, and I was encouraged with the fan base last night. We had one guy that thought they should have won 17-0, but everyone else, hey, listen, you know, it's going to be fine. But, you know, nothing's perfect. And, and they and they got to address some of these issues that have bogged this offense down against the Niners and last night. So, But these it's fixable. It's all fixable. It's just a matter of everyone on the same page. And, you know, they know what's at stake right here. They, they know what's going on. And on that note, let's put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Covered 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. As always, special thanks to our executive producer, Jim Omohundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Covered 2.